And welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your host, Joe. And IK has joined me also today. IK, how are you doing, brother? I'm very good, Joey. I'm very good. How are you, young man? Yeah, I'm very well on this weekend. I've got an extra day off tomorrow, the, the uh, added bank holiday as well. So, you know, just going over crypto over this weekend. And yeah, always busy, always getting done what we can. Good stuff, good stuff. So on today's show, we're going to be focusing on Elrond. So, you know, many thanks for, you know, you Elrond fans who've joined us and all the regular viewers and listeners also. So really hope you enjoy this one. If As ever, if you enjoy the content, go ahead and smash that like. And if you're brand new of us here for the first time, then why not go ahead and subscribe, tap the bell, select all notifications, and you'll never miss a show. So let's get into it. Let's take a dive into Elrond, a project that I'm... Yeah, it's a project that I'm really, you know, a big fan of. So Elrond's mission is to be a highly scalable, fast and secure blockchain platform for distributed apps, uh, enterprise use cases, and what they describe as the new internet economy. It's founded back in 2017. The Elrond network aims to provide faster and cost-effective transactions via smart contracts operated by a distributed network of computers. So set up by uh, brothers uh, Benamine and Lucian Minku, along with uh, Lucian Tadea, they uh, co-founded the project and developed Elrond to address the issues related to blockchain scalability. They focused on developing a blockchain that is, you know, better than any other blockchain platform that was available, you know, right back then in 2017. And they really were aiming to sort of develop it to be interoperable and highly, you know, a high level of scalability as well. Now, this is essentially how Elrond was conceptualized. Now, as for its capabilities, Elrond network is a truly uh, powerful network. It can process nearly, you know, 10 to 15,000 transactions per second with an average cost of just one tenth of a cent. Yeah, I mean, the fees are really good, right? Now, Elrond Network believes in true decentralization um, by using mechanisms such as sharding and the secure proof of stake. The network is designed to compete with major blockchain platforms. Moreover, it, you know, it's the first ever network where a state, network, and transaction sharding have all been implemented, all three, okay? Before conducting an IEO, the Mortar-based platform went for a private funding round and generated around $1.9 million from various angel investors. Um, it's a shame we didn't get in, to be fair. Uh, later, the network went ahead um, with an IEO and raised $3.25 million and exchanged 25% of the total supply of its EGLD uh, tokens. Now, Elrond, which describes itself as a new internet economy for decentralized applications, is yeah, it mainly aims to provide hassle-free, fast and cost-effective transactions. Elrond intends to develop its own ecosystem where in its you know, the native token, EGLD, will be the store of value asset. You know, there are three main areas that Elrond attend, you know, attempts to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of them, you know, key to um, Elrond's uh, model is to have, you know, instant and those cost-effective transactions that we've mentioned. As we regularly, regularly talk about um, on the show, in, in recent times, you know, increasing transaction fees have become, you know, a source of frustration, mainly amongst um, Ethereum users, as we know. Now, many of them, they've had to shell out, you know, hundreds of dollars. It's crazy in, in, in 
mad transaction fees, right? Now, at the same time, you've got, you know, the congested Bitcoin network and that, that's led to, you know, users complaining about, you know, slower than average um, transaction speeds. Elrond tackles both of these problems effectively. You know, it intends to address these issues by providing an efficient and secure platform to, ca- to carry out those transactions that, that you needed. Yeah, I mean, that's why a lot of the L1s out there are labelled as, you know, ETH killers, right, Joey? Now, um, now also important, you know, is tackling minimum energy usage and computation requirements. Again, as we all know, Bitcoin mining requires a huge hardware setup. It's expensive as well, you know, and, and you know, in return, it requires energy in abundance. Bitcoin is known to be an energy guzzler globally, right? In recent times, many leading experts have continued to criticise Bitcoin for its energy consumption. In fact, some sources claim that Bitcoin's energy consumption is now more than the whole of Argentina consumes, right? It's, it's a lot. You know, it, it's mind-boggling and scary. Now, that's where, you know, proof of stake comes into the picture. Yeah, it, e- yeah, it evens the playing ground you know, as a proof of stake mechanism that does not require equipment you know, worth millions of dollars, that I mentioned. Now, instead, it simply relies on staking. Proof of stake offers double benefits, okay? Now, the first is minimum energy consumption, and the second is that it removes a higher barrier to entry, which benefits many people from you know, the ecosystem instead of a select few, right? Now, Elrond uses an improvised version of the proof of stake mechanism, which they call secure proof of stake. It helps Elrond be faster, secure, and fair. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another important feature also covered in Elrond's mod- model, rather, is, is minimizing a single point of failure. So what, what's that all about? Well, by combining the decentralized structure with cross-chain interoperability, Elrond reduces the possibility of a single point of failure that may impact the, the whole system you know, in the, in the worst cases when things go down. So the network runs on validator nodes split into four shards capable of executing, you know, 5,400 transactions per second on each coordinated shard. I appreciate that, you know, that's really technical, but tr- trust me when I say that is, that is a lot, that is fast, okay? Especially when it comes to competitors. Now, when it comes to similarities between the plain old uh, proof of stake and Elrond secure proof of stake, both rely on the number of staked tokens to select validator nodes for the consensus. The secure proof of stake consensus mechanism is specifically built uh, to choose the nodes who in turn build blocks. They are responsible for completing the overall consensus process, which takes place in you know some you know particular shards. As for the selection of validators, Elrond uses randomness to do so. So, you know, it, it's really clever. This is also all part of, you know, how, how it st- stays cryptographic and essentially secure. So, you know, it, it's, it is essentially solid technology in terms of security in, in that sense. You, you know, for the validate, validator rather um, selection, you've got the secure proof of stake mecha- mechanism with its ra- random formula. And that formula is derived um, from the preceding block. Once the process completes, the block proposer of the current round of consensus then signs it off. Clever stuff, clever stuff. Now, there is, however, only one block uh, proposing every consensus group. After each and every round, the members of the consensus group are changed. In a consensus group, the block proposer is a validator. Their public key and randomization factors, uh, factors hash is the smallest in the group. 
it is a duty you know, to produce the block rest of the block proposer, whereas other members in the consensus group validate and sign it. Now, the consensus group uses a modified BLS multi-signature scheme consisting of two rounds of messaging for block signature. Yeah, I'm I'm really a fan of you know of the you know anything to do with you know multi-signature schemes as well. I think you know again solid stuff just adding to that security, right? Now, Definitely. also mentioned you know, got the the random selection of the consensus groups. It, it's it's quick. It's important to know that it's quick and it gets completed with listen to this a hundred within one hundred milliseconds. The randomized process of you know selecting consensus groups ensures better security in the Elrond network. As any um, bad el elements, rather, uh, they'll essentially fail to take any action within 100 milliseconds. The selection of consensus then takes multiple factors into account, including the number of stake tokens and the individual rating score of the validator. So how is you know, essentially that individual rating score of a validator calculated. Well, again, this is where it's clever. The past behavior, the past behavior of the validator plays a crucial role in their individual rating score. It means essentially that a validator having a higher individual rating score has a higher chance of getting selected for the consensus process, which I, I think, you know, it's really great and really clever idea. Definitely. Now, barring a few specific instances, where the ratings are adjusted right away, the recalculation of individual rating scores always happens at the end of each epoch. The Elrond ecosystem benefits from its unique rating mechanism as it gets a validator, okay, it gets a validator to do their work honestly. And regardless of what, you know, what may come, they ensure that the nodes keep on operating at the highest efficiency possible. I mean, we also really, you know, you've got to talk about the, the, the solid, um, the architecture of this project too. So you've got the network structure, you know, as we've mentioned, comprising of, you know, shards, but also uh, something called the, uh, meta chains and nodes. So going back over shards, shards are the smaller uh, partitions of the Elrond network, if you like, which are essentially used for scaling. Each shard processes only a fraction of transactions simultaneously with other shards. The shards are then responsible for executing accounts, smart contracts, blockchains, etc., which essentially means that they're playing their crucial role with, within uh, doing the job on scaling. Now, the next comes um, the meta chain, which is nothing but a blockchain that runs on a special shard, right? Now, the main aim of this blockchain is not to process the transactions, but to authenticate the process block. Okay. Now, also, it takes care of the communication between the shards, maintains the registry and validators, rewarding and slashing. And then lastly, of course, there is the nodes, which are integral rather an integral, sorry, part of the network. Now, in fact, many nodes, uh, which can be, you know, a smartphone, a computer, a server, they all come together to form this, this network on Elrond, essentially. Now, among these nodes, some act as validators, while some are just quite simply observers, hence providing different levels of support to the network and earning different amounts or levels of rewards for their work. Uh, some decent rewards there. Now, um, let's get on to you know, a bit about you know the token itself and general tokenomics. Okay. Now, developers and validators can use Elrond to create decentralized applications and use its native token as payment method. 
The Elrond um, integrated development environment enables the developers to launch their services on their platform. It, all, yeah, it also offers a smart contract engine, which makes EVM compliance possible uh, that enables blockchain interoperability. The platform also encourages developers to create more innovative and cost-effective applications and earn up to 30% of the smart contract fees as royalties. The network also reserves some EGLD tokens, which are staked on the platform for a minimum, a minimum period of a year and earn an impressive 36% annual rate. Yeah, I mean, we, we can even count um, eGold tokens as a product, essentially, of the Elrond network. Um, after all, uh, the validators need to stake them you know, to secure the ledger. Now, the Elrond infrastructure also offers a wallet uh, to its users and the, uh, the Block Explorer. So Elrond or eGold, as I mentioned, that the coin is the native token of Elrond, and it's used to interact with applications, carry out transactions, and give out rewards or incentives. Initially, the native token was named ERD, uh, ERD coin, but after launching the token on the mainnet, it was renamed as eGold. I, I actually, I prefer the name eGold. I think it's, you know, they already talk about, you know, it being the transaction and money of the internet. So I think eGold, you know, is a really, uh, you know, clever name for Elrond. So later, the network also held a swapping program and enabled the users to swap the old tokens back to the new ones. So that's how anyone who had ERD was then, you know, transferred over to eGold. Yeah, now Elrond's native cryptocurrency plays a vital role in you know, maintaining the network. You can also use it for sending, rewarding the network contributors and also running smart contracts. The people who own EGLD tokens you know, are eligible to participate in the voting process for any of the developments on the network. Moreover, they will receive rewards with newly minted tokens that will be proportional to the amount staked. Now, the transaction fees collected are not utilized completely by the network. Instead, a part of the fees collected, 30% to be specific, is sent to the smart contract developers. It is known as a smart contract loyalties. In addition to this, 10% of the fees will be rewarded to the community participants um, participating in some special events like bounty projects and network development. As for its supply, EGLD has a maximum supply of just over 31 million tokens and a total circulating supply currently over 23 million. What, what's also, I think, you know, I came, you know, really key to, to highlight here as well, that, you know, Elrond, this is really important. I think what's going to get people interested is that it really does um, fare well amongst the competition. So like many other layer ones and layer zeros out there, uh, Elrond competes primarily against Ethereum. Similar, you know, in, in the ways of, you know, Cardano and Polkadot do. Obviously, we mentioned, you know, being one of those ETH killers, you know, they're certainly in that bracket, right? Now, compared to others, it does have, um, you know, some, you know, key advantages, especially, especially in terms of uh, decentralization. Let's take uh, the likes of Near Protocol, uh, for instance. Now, it uses a threshold uh, proof of stake staking mechanism. And the main difference between Nia and eGold is that, you know, with Elrond, it's far more decentralized, you know, with over 3,200 validators, whereas, you know, the likes of Nia, for instance, has only 100 validators. So only validators are eligible to vote on protocol changes. So with that being the case, you know, you need many, many more validators for it to, to be, you know, truly decentralized. Yeah, 
no, no, I agree with that. You know, it only makes sense. Now, Joey, likewise, although Solana boasts an impressive, you know, 50,000 transactions per second, Elrond employs revolutionary technologies to achieve a secure and decentralized network. While Solana is not as, you know, decentralized you know, as it claims, you know, it, it, as we know, has been criticized by crypto enthusiasts, you know, for having fewer than 200 validators. You know, I, I don't, yeah, I, I think that's very unfair. I don't think that's, you know, it shouldn't be done that way. Um, you know, thus, you know, it faces immense competition from some of the you know, leading platforms in the world of blockchain, like obviously Ethereum, Cardano, Polkadot, like you mentioned. Yeah, it has the potential to you know, compete against them. And, you know, that too strongly. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. Because, you know, also, you know, there's, there's multiple features it has that, you know, rival leading blockchain platforms, that, that, that many that we've just, you know, previously mentioned. And Elrond's also, you know, um, you know, got partnerships it's inked with, you know, some of the like biggest, biggest names in the crypto industry, like Ledger, uh, Poly Network, BitGo, Coinbase, Custody. You know, there's, there's huge other partnerships. You know, when we talk about the last show, go and do your own research. When you're looking into Elrond, go and do research on who they've partnered with. You know, you'll be really impressed. Now, also got, you know, the adaptive uh, stake sharding, secure proof of stake. Now, this is called some, they refer to as the Arwin machine technology. And this enables Elrond to process a high number of transactions. And, you know, there's going to be upgrades coming in the future on this that, that, that I've certainly looked into. And this really, you know, could put Elrond in a league of its own, you know, further down the line. Again, go do your research on it. But like I said, with further developments, the Elrond platform will see an increase in those transactions. But moreover, really, the biggest point with the Elrond platform, you know, I feel, you know, is its strong support for interoperability. I do feel, you know, we've talked about how big interoperability is going to be on the show, multi-chain being the future. I think Elrond's going to be right up there. Yeah. Now, so that's the dive and technicals of the project, you know, but Joey, what's your, you know, what's caught your attention or focus with Elrond recently? Oh, that's a great question, IK. I mean, I'm just thinking back and I'm thinking back to, you know, it's recent. It was, you know, only back in in June. What, you know, firstly, what really impressed me so much uh, with with Elrond, uh, and was especially, you know, how specifically the team, right, the the team, how they superbly acted and handled communication, you know, with, with the community when there was the Maya Dex hack. Like I said, that that took place uh, back in early June. That the hack on the the Maya Dex now. It really was, it really was second to none. I personally felt at the time because we'd seen how, you know, badly, really, really poorly, uh, the likes of like a Harmony, for instance, how they'd acted or communicated when they had been hacked. You know, this this at the time, you've got to remember, it, it was not long after the, the terror collapse. And again, we, we'd seen, you know, disgraceful communication and handling a terror during the meltdown of Terra Luna. And when there was this Maya Dex hack at El on, on Elrond, rather, you know, this could have been really serious and disastrous uh, for Elrond, but the way they coped, communicated, and recovered, for me personally, like I said, I thought it was second to none. And this is only like the real first time since I've been in crypto that I've actually seen, you know, a hack take place and the fact that there's been a hack and it actually turned into bullish news because for me, it was bullish for Elrond because it showed their immense, absolutely immense resilience and commitment to investors. No, I, Joey, I actually agree with that. It was almost like a military operation. The way they dealt with that, the communication, 
you know, straight onto Twitter, all over, you know, they're all over online. You, know, you knew what they were doing, right? Yeah, it was, so, it was yeah. especially from, um, especially from uh, Benjamin himself, you know, he was just yeah. superb. Yeah, I mean, I was actually really surprised, to, to be fair. You know, obviously, you know, we're researching all the time for, you know, for our community. And the moment I see them communicating, I knew that this, you know, these guys are serious, right? And the way they did it, I, I was really impressed. I've seen some of these bigger projects, and, you know, they don't even come out and even, you know, there's hardly any communication. So, you know, hats off to them, well done, and hopefully they'll, you know, keep this, you know, tr transparency up, you know, throughout. Now, one thing about Elrond, okay, you know, I've seen that Elrond does have a lot of NFT projects that are popping up, okay? Similar to the likes of Hedera and Cardano, right? I can definitely see these, you know, eating into the, you know, the Ethereum NFT dominance for sure, okay? Now, Elrond Mobsters in particular seems to be quite a popular one right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a pretty pretty cool project. And I said that there's so much more more building on, on Elrond. So wanted to just wrap this one up be, uh, with, you know, have a look at the price, really, because, you know, that's as always, you know, what a lot of people have got their, their eyes on, you know, um, you know, what we're kind of speculating for the future. So we've got here essentially e-gold time recording. We're sat here currently around $50. And as we know, we know previous all time high. That looks absolutely miles away at the moment at $542. Now, admittedly, eGold has been one of the harder hit coins in this bear market, but we know many of these altcoins have been, you know, absolutely smashed off the top, right? So there's there's no doubt that it has been one of the harder hit. But, you know, personally, I'm mildly confident that we could see a steady recovery in the next bull run. For sure. Now, Joey, um, the big question: um, What do you, you know? Do you think we'll see that four-figure EGLD? Do you think it can happen in the next run? Honestly, and this, absolutely honestly, I, I really, I really do. Yes, I do. I, I think it's you know in that sort of similar position to coins like you know a Quant or something like that, etc. And you know, if these projects hold up through through the winter that we're in now, you know, no matter how bad um, this bear market gets. You know, the survivors for me are, are looking prosperous. And I think, it, you know, it will take a few years. I think it, I honestly do think it's going to take a few years. But once that new all-time high is cleared, then, you know, the road to $1,000 for me, it, it looks pretty straightforward from, you know, just from a brutally, uh, you know, technical perspective. And let's say $2,000, right? It, it's not it's not crazy because $2,000, that would uh, essentially put Elrond, you know, around um, a 60 a $60 billion uh, market cap kind of range. Like I said, I, I don't think that's insane um, to think of at the top of a, of a bull run. You know, considering right now, considering right now how deep in this current bear market we are, Ethereum is still currently around $175 billion. So is it plausible to see, you know, $60 billion going into Elrond if, you know, the, the next potential bull run as a, as a total market could take us up to, you know, 10 trillion plus. I, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable. So yeah, I mean, $2,000 Elrond, it sounds insane right now. I, I, I honestly think it's possible. Yeah, no, it does sound a bit crazy right now in this bear market, but you know, the fact that we're currently looking, you know, from a TA perspective of you know, EGLD heading as low as a 20 to $30 range, you know, that could be as much of a hundred X return on the next run. And in my opinion, that's very possible. Yeah, absolutely. Said, said again, hundred X sounds crazy. A lot of people are out there, you know, talking about, you know, diminished gains and returns. And, you know, of course it's all speculation. We don't know what the future is going to be bring, but just look at what it did in the last run. So in the last run, Binance 
at a low of six dollars six dollars before it went up to 542 dollars so never say never again right you know i will be dcin into uh, e-gold i still have uh, a micro position uh, myself personally um that i bought around uh 39 was the the last time that i added to it la last time out but yeah i am expecting us you know to probably lose 30 dollars eventually at some stage you know some people may think the bottom's in and that you know that that's fair play to them it's just it's our opinion on this channel that we do expect um lower lows across the board but again mentioned if, if this is one that you know survives this bear market i think i think it could do really well i'm not saying i'm going to throw all my money at elrond but i definitely it's definitely one that i want to position in yeah no for sure between 20 and 30 dollars i think it's a fantastic you know um, accumulation zone and fantastic project i'll definitely be buying yeah, so we're going to wrap this one up there. That's, um, you know, our, our uh, show on Elrond. I hope uh, everyone's enjoyed it. Hopefully we've got some of the uh, the, the Elrond uh, fans out there, Elrond holders that have just joined us for the first time. Like I said, if you are uh, watching or viewing for the first time, then, then go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate support. We've got loads of uh, new content daily. Also, you know, come and join us in our Discord. Uh, links in the description below. And, you know, check out um, the Cheeky Crypto main channel as well. You know, amazing uh, TA covered daily from nick or on the wider uh, crypto market okay have you got any final words no thanks for all the support um subscribe 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 take care thank you cheers thank you all catch you in the next one